Too many good people have lost out because their tongue moved before their brain could get out of neutral. No matter how intelligent one may be, the wisdom of the saints tells us to hold our tongue till we can think things through. And even then, silence may speak more efficiently than your tongue may enunciate. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. My name is Kathy Britton. And why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell me where your favorite place to vacation is. Okay, my name is Brittany, and I think my favorite place is probably Phoenix and Scottsdale, Arizona. Hmm, that's random. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Michael, and uh, the place that I've uh, enjoyed the most was uh, Venice, Italy. Oh, nice. My name is Emily, and I'd have to say probably anywhere in Europe, but more specifically, Bruges, Belgium. Ooh, fancy. Emily, why don't you start us off with uh, reading our text for today and uh, prayer. All right. So the text is Matthew 12, 37. For by your words, you will, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. All right. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for another day of life. Thank you that we all can get here and be together and um, go over this Bible study. Please help us read your words and learn something from them and just be with us all throughout the day. And you and I pray, amen. 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 So the lesson on today is called Taming the Tongue. I love this lesson because let's face it, I talk so much and so I can obviously apply this in my life. <laughs> um, let's start off by seeing what scripture has to say um, about word power. Um, what, do you have Matthew 7? Can you read Matthew 7, 16 and 18 and tell me what that says? Sure. Matthew 7, 16 and 18. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from th thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased trees bear bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Okay, so how can we apply that to the power of the word, of our words? Number, the first question that we, we, that we have here, the, the word power itself, what power words hold. I think about um, in the beginning, when God created, or he said, let there be light, those were words. There was power in the words. So that right there, I think, starts to shape our, our concept here of what we're talking about, taming the tongue. What power does words actually hold? What do they hold? And um, I, think, I think the scripture is just basically letting us know they have the power to consume. In, 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 in the case of God, they have the power to create. They have the power to destroy. And, and while that's referring to living things, and uh, I think in our daily interactions with others, do we have the power to create good feelings, to destroy a person's, um, you know, concept? I think words have an immense amount of power. Absolutely. And I think mm -hmm. scripture is very diligent in, in painting that picture for us. Mm -hmm. Well, just like that phrase that every kid says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is such a lie. Like, <laughs> words can definitely hurt mm -hmm. or uplift. Like, if you're nagging someone all the time and, like, you don't think anything of it because it's just how you react, how you act around them, 
they'll start to wear down and it will hurt them. And, but if you like randomly, I like your shirt today, like you might not think anything of that, but the person, the whole rest of the day, they're gonna feel so good about themselves. Like, yes, someone liked my shirt. So I don't, like words are extremely powerful. And like you said in scripture, like there's just all of this power just coming out of like the Bible and it's just really like intense. And so word power is definitely there. I yeah. think. And I think just even the smallest little compliments that you can give to somebody that may not be, you know, anything significant to you, that can change a person's day. Whereas if you say something negative, that, that can last for years and years. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't know exactly what kind of effect that your words are going to have on somebody else. Have you guys ever, well, you're married, but for us. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where there's this person, woman for you, guys for us, and they, uh, you know, they're there and somebody's like, ooh, you guys look good together. And you're like, nah. Like, no, you guys look good together. And then they say it again the next day and you're like, Hey, maybe we do look, yeah, head. and then you yeah. can't get it out of your head, and then you fall in love and have babies, <laughs> like, after marriage. Sure. Um, but That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, words are powerful, and I think that where we were going with this memory verse is that um, it says a good fruit, I mean, a good tree is going to bear good fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, so what you have inside is going to portray of what you say. Mm -hmm. If you fill your, you know, you fill your mind with negative thoughts and negative things, what's going to come out? Mm -hmm. You know, negative words. Mm -hmm. um, in what ways is the tongue like fire? I really like some of the uh, illustrations that James used in this. Um, because one of them that it talks about is how it says the bridle in or the bit in a horse's mouth. Mm -hmm. so if you're ever on a horse, which I don't really like horses that much, but I've, <laughs> I've ridden some horses. And so when you have um, that, that bit in their mouth and that you're able to control them just with the slightest little tug, mm -hmm. they move whatever direction you want to you know, have them go in. And the same thing with a huge ship. If you've been on a cruise ship or some, some sort of big, massive boat, they've got this tiny little rudder compared to everything else you know that's that it's controlling and so just the same way your tongue is a very very small part of your body mm -hmm. but it has it's one of the most powerful things that's a part of your body and it can control so much and change so much and I think that's primarily or in my opinion um, how do we express what's in our hearts what's in our minds we usually express that through some sort of of communication mm -hmm. whether it be you know uh, physical or or verbally and most of us express those feelings verbally. And so if your tongue has the ability to express your innermost, deepest feelings towards someone, towards something, um, who are you? What have you become? What are you made up of that your tongue will express the innermost understanding of who you are? Mm -hmm. how, how does it express that? And, and if you're not filled with the right things, what are you unleashing on, on the world? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a very powerful, powerful uh, mechanism. I think one other thing to really remember through this lesson is that words, um, you know, we think of words as what actually comes out of your mouth. But these days, the communication that we most often have is through Facebook or mm. through email or through text message. So the words are coming through your fingertips. Mm -hmm. And when it's through a computer like that, it is so much easier to be more blunt 
and more brutal with our words. So I really think we need to remember that this isn't just what's coming out of your physical mouth, but the things that you put out there on the internet or um, say through these different kinds of social media or email or different things like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think another way that um, your tongue can be like a fire is one spark in a fire is off. Like it can just go forever. And so like one, one thought, like even just thinking something bad and saying the slightest thing, you can start off on this like snowball effect of just worse and worse and worse. I think like you have to control yourself from the very beginning. Like even a little spark can make it just go, go too far. Yeah, another way of looking at it is fire when, have you guys ever gotten burned by a flame? Mm. At first you don't, like the very initial sting, you don't feel it. It's after a while that you're like, oh, you know, and, and by then it's too late. Mm -hmm. And just this, in, in the same way, we need to guard what we're saying, um, whether it be something small or something, you know, on social media, huge for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. Matthew 12, 37 says, by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Mm. That is so huge. Um, I Well, for me, I feel like that is so powerful. Like that literally, it says, you know what, what you're going to say, what you say, what comes out of your mouth, that's how you're going to be judged. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about that? It's a little it's scary. scary. Yeah. yeah. It's very scary. I think, you know, the sin that's most common to all of us is our words, is our tongue. It's That's the easiest sin to fall guilty of. And so to think that that's, you know, what we're going to be judged on, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, it definitely holds a lot of um, a lot of power in saying how we need to react to it and how we need to be careful that we hold our tongues and um, just pay attention to what kind of words we're putting out there. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it really puts into perspective, you know, we're not we're not alone in the things that we do and we think and we say. Um, sometimes we just live in this like little bubble where we feel like, you know, I'm just going to do this and no one's going to care and no one's going to realize it when you don't, re you know, by the time, by the time it burns, it's too late. Um, and I think that this, that verse puts it into perspective. Don't you think that God is being a little like harsh? Because I know, I know that you guys have like hit yourself on something and said a wrong word mm. or you guys have like someone has cut you off on the highway and you're like, are you kidding me? You know, and, mm -hmm. or someone has made you mad and you've said something like, isn't, don't you think that's a little cruel on God's behalf? Like to just say, well, you said those things, so you're done. Get out of here. Well, yes, in, 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 in one way of thinking of it. But when I look at this, this text, it says, by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. What I see there is a balance. And that's why I like considering this as a whole. Because yes, I can be condemned by some of those things that I say, but do I have the ability to apologize? Do I have the ability to repent? Do I have the ability to rectify the sinful nature that I have committed? And, and I think he gives that opportunity there, right? He says, by your words, you will be justified. And he, I like that he starts with, by your words, you mm -hmm. will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. This is important to understand because, you know, sometimes I think we're hard on ourselves, And we talked about this in some other, some other mm -hmm. lessons. We could be hard on ourselves in the concept that, you know, I am a sinful being. I do have sinful nature. How can I ex be expected not to sin? And I don't think it's an expectation that you don't sin, but what do you do after you sin? 
what do you do um, with that sinful tendency? Mm -hmm. is, there, is there a plan in action? I think God has provided us that action plan. And so when we remember that, with that same condemnation comes justification. Mm -hmm. um, I think it doesn't mean say what you want to say. It means that there, there is some grace in there. There is, there is this um, caring, tender approach to how that will be judged. So while it does seem harsh, I think there's some room to interpret uh, a peaceful or loving approach Grace, to it. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I've never even thought of that first part that, yeah, you, it happens and we slip, we're humans, and we're going to say things that we don't need to say. But when we have, you know, that con when we love God to a certain extent, like we, we will want to say sorry or mm -hmm. apologize or, you know, go out of our way to make things better. Mm -hmm. um, this verse, uh, James 3, 1, can one of you guys read that for me? I mean, I can read it if... <laughs> I can read it here. Okay. Uh, my brethren, this is the, the King James Version. Okay. It says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. What does that mean to you? This is huge for me. Um, it's huge for me because when I think about um, the responsibility that a boss has, a supervisor has, a master has, you're not just responsible for yourself, you're responsible for who you oversee. And so, you know, if you know that um, the responsibility, I think a good supervisor, a good boss, a good master recognizes that the success of their team or the success of their group is really a reflection of how well they led. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so how well the people work around you might be a reflection of how well you lead. And so that means you're almost held to a higher standard. And so this is saying, be careful not to be a master of too many or of many things because it's, it's you who, that re who receives the greater condemnation for those things. And the reason why that's huge is because with our tongues, we spew our emotions, we spew our feelings, and as sinful beings, we spew judgments. And, and what are we becoming the master of? Are we, are we lording over people with our, our concept, our belief, our mindsets? and we're, we're placing these judgments on people, um, when you do that, you're placing yourself in a position of greater condemnation. Mm -hmm. I think um, this verse points out teachers and, and we think of preachers a lot and, and bosses and parents, even people that are in a teaching and position, but I also think that it applies to Christians as well because mm -hmm. we Christians are teachers to everyone else in the world. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have a message to spread. And so that same thing applies to us when you look at it from that perspective, that mm -hmm. we have a huge responsibility and we're being held very accountable for the things that we say. And as we've talked about, the things that we say can have a huge effect on somebody, either detrimentally or to help them immensely in their spiritual walk. So mm -hmm. I think we can also apply it to not only teachers and preachers and bosses and parents, but also to ourselves as Christians who are spreading the Word of God. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what I got from the verse, I mean, I agree with all of you, but what I stood out to me and the phrase that I came up with is, the more you know, the more responsible you are. Mm -hmm. Which, honestly, so, okay, so the more I know, the more responsible I am. So I'm going to do everything in my possibility 
to dumb down, <laughs> to not remember those things or to not study because the more I know, the more I'm gonna be held accountable. Is that a good way of looking? Obviously not, but like how, how would you argue that? Uh, there is condemnation, I think, that obviously would come from that perspective. I think um, we can only be judged by what we know. You know, we can be judged by what we know. We can be judged by what our hearts uh, enact upon what we know. And I think... Um, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if we're going to be judged by what you we know, then know why... Mm -hmm. You can't unknow, but you can stop learning. learning. You can, mm -hmm. I can be like, I'm not going to study this because I don't want to be held responsible for that guy on the street that needs to be talked about Jesus because I don't really know how mm -hmm. to study the word and mm -hmm. how am I going to show him the word. Yeah. Like I think that's an honest place that almost everyone has to deal with at some point. Yeah. It, honestly speaking, I think uh, everyone at some point turns a blind eye and chooses not to um, continue knowing or continue learning. And, and the, if the question is what happens to that kind of person, I think we know the answer to that. Uh, and the question is how do, we, how do we reclaim some of that responsibility? And, and do it in a way that's genuine and for the right reasons. What's the intent behind wanting to reclaim that responsibility? It's not easy. I can't mm -hmm. imagine it's easy. I mean, I know in the times of my life when I've made that conscious decision, it wasn't easy to have to, you know, be like, okay, wait, what am I doing? I, mean, <laughs> I can't pretend I didn't know that or I can't stop trying to do this correctly. But um, I think that would be the next question we have to ask ourselves. How do you reel that back in? How do, you, how do you approach that? Do you think that maybe there's also another way, maybe if you have, if God has given you the opportunity to learn more, to know more, and you don't take it, is that, is that kind of not using your talents? Is that kind of setting, you, setting yourself back from what God has planned for you? Like, is that a sense of, maybe you would be condemned for that too. It's not necessarily, because if you're dumbing yourself down when you have the opportunity to learn more, then, you know well, what I mean? Also, people that can't learn, like that don't have the um, tools to learn more, like they're not really responsible for that. If we decide we're not going to learn, we have A like- Conscious we, decision. Yeah, we have all the tools we need. That makes you responsible for like maybe you're not responsible for your knowledge but you're responsible for not knowing yeah like so is that better are you to be responsible for like not knowing something i'd rather be responsible for knowing something even like it's kind of like you have the same mm -hmm. judgment you just have to choose if you want to be knowledgeable yeah. or not if that makes sense <sighs> i don't know that you'd really be condemned i don't i don't know the answer to that but i think you're really selling yourself short if and you know really cutting yourself out of an opportunity if you're going to choose to say, I don't want to learn anymore because I'm afraid of what this means I have to do with this knowledge. You know, if this means I have to go out and be proactive in the world and, and serve people that I don't really want to serve, um, I think you're really missing out on, on an opportunity to really, truly experience God's love at a level that you may not have experienced it at before. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the truth, what truth, sorry, does James illustrate in James 3, 9 to 12? Let's, let's read that together. Do we have, here I can read it. Um, with it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who were made in God's likeness. Let's stop right there. 
So that just shows us by it, it's talking about the word, our words, how powerful those words are. Um, the fact that we can curse men um, who were made in God's likeness. Who are we to do that? What are your thoughts on that? I think that, you know, this is basically saying that if you're saying, God, I love you, and at the same time saying, dude, I can't stand you, that's, those aren't two things that should be coming out of the same mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you've really been changed on the inside by God and his love, then you should be overflowing with love no matter who it's towards. And I, we don't all get along with everybody, but by, um, <clears throat> by cursing somebody else, you are basically taking away the, um, the blessings that God has restored, has, has given to them. You know, he, we've all been created in his likeness and you're taking that away from them by cursing them. Uh, you know, you're really so you're pushing them down and, and disrespecting God, disrespecting God. And right. So I think it's uh, a really dangerous thing to be um, to be dealing with. And the thing is, we don't realize just how often we do that. And I'm speaking for myself just on Instagram. How many of us have like scrolled down to Instagram and like, ooh, what is this girl wearing? Uh -uh. And it's just a little thought in your mind. And it's that, that thought in your mind and you don't necessarily have to say it out loud, but you're, the words are in your head and they're just as powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and what we don't realize is that not only are we disrespecting this person, but more importantly, we're disrespecting God. Like the tongue is so powerful. I'm going to skip a couple of verses down to verse 11. It says, does a fountain send forth from the same opening fresh water and bitter? Uh, can a fig tree, fig tree, my brethren, uh, bear olives or a grapevine figs? Neither can a salt spring furnish fresh water. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? If you're doing both, something isn't right with the source. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what I think this is saying. Um, you know, to, to have the idea that I can, you know, compliment some and degrade others, praise God and condemn others. There's a problem with the source of my communication, of my, of my interaction. And if both are coming out, the question is, what am I truly made of? You know what I'm saying? And, and with these suggestions, you know, how, how does a fig, am I a fig tree? Am I a Christian? If I'm a Christian, how can I do both? It's not possible. If I, if I am working from the intent of the love of Christ, how can I do both? Mm -hmm. Because a fig tree can't bring out berries or olives. Mm -hmm. So with that analogy, it's, it's, it's impressing to me because no matter how I try to convince myself that I could be in a position to make that judgment call on someone else, I'm not with the right spirit if I do. Not at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And I think if we're really looking at it from the perspective of we're all created in God's image, and if we really focus on that, um, if you're praising God and at the same time reducing somebody else's creation in His likeness, mm -hmm. there's a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't doesn't make sense. Well, we all know that out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. How do we fill ourselves um, to the point where? The only thing that we speak is God-like character, because that's ultimately what we want to do here. That's what this lesson is talking about. Um, the fact that we need to surrender ourselves, we need to fill ourselves so much with God's love that all we speak are good things. How do we do that? 
Are we capable of doing that as humans? Are we going to ever get to a place where we're going to be like, every, you know, I'm not going to speak bad about a person? Can we? Let me just say, every time I think it's impossible, I meet someone who does. And I, don't, I can't swear for them. I don't know wow. their entire life. But I, I meet people and I'm just like, wow, how impressive. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I don't feel ill towards them. I don't feel annoyed by them. You know, there are some people that are just like too much and yeah. it's like, because yeah. you you're know doing, it's not doing real. Yes. You know it's not real. But then there are those people you meet and you're just moved by their yeah. presence, by their you know, interaction. You're like, that is what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. That's the real deal. I've, I've known people who, you know, they're just having a bad day, can't get the computer working. I just hear praises coming out of their mouth. I'm like, at first you're like, Wait, is that necessary? But no, it was a genuine, <laughs> it was a genuine expression of thanks for figuring that situation out. Yeah. I've seen situations where people are in conflict. And you know, I have already have a list of things in my mind that, okay, that wasn't done right, this wasn't done, blah, blah. That wasn't even the, the spot or place this other individual went to. It was more about how to fix it. And it was never this list of things that went wrong. That is possible. I think it is something that you can aspire to. Mm -hmm. And it seems so far off. Yeah, you know, so absolutely. hard to get to. So it's it can be discouraging almost sometimes to look at somebody else and and to see that and be like, well, why can't I get there? What am I doing wrong? What are they doing that I that I don't have or that I can't do? Um, and I really just think, you know, different things work for different people, but it takes daily study mm -hmm. and prayer and learning about God's love and his likeness. And, and I just think it takes a lot of work to get there, but and, and it, it is possible. Yeah, and practice. Sometimes I thought to myself, what if I just make it a point to give five compliments a day? Yes, it may seem rude at, at first. But I'm just going to Won't you start shirt. crossing over to the line of like being fake, like, mm -hmm. ooh, Mike, I like your shirt, but really green is my least favorite mm -hmm. color? Well, I don't think you should look to find those opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think you should actually find real opportunities that, that you're impressed about. Mm -hmm. And, and verbalize them, enact them. No matter how small they are. It, it, it has to be real, though. It yeah. can't be like, you know, something ridiculous. Yeah, like something if you don't like green, say you like green. Right. But if, if, if someone's smile caught your attention and you want to just stop instead of keep going past as if it didn't matter, mm -hmm. and you stop and say, you know, your smile really, really brightened my day this morning. Be genuine in that. And, and, and I think that that sort of action helps to build that innate yeah, desire to, to build people up. Yeah. Absolutely. Well... Um, what about if we have, if we keep practicing and we get to the point where it just becomes, um, something that we do and we don't like, how do we, how do we determine, uh, Hey, it's, this is like from our heart. How do we ever get to that point? I think, um, going from like giving compliments, if that becomes really like easy for you and you don't really find it, like it's not really meaningful, I think then you need to decide, okay, what's the next step that's going to kind of challenge me? Like mm. now let's pray with someone for like five minutes or however long, like that's something that's kind of difficult for you to do is like pray. Then you do that next month, you take the extra mile and then you do like the next thing. And once that becomes easy, you take the next challenge. I think that that's like how you can continue down the path is like to keep challenging yourself, but make it sincere. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for being here. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot org. Remember, the goal of the Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Kathy Britton.